3: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Oh, this song doesn't get you fired up. I don't know what will. What doesn't get you jacked up more than a Bon Jovi song and the NHL draft for their skills or three on three game? Actually, I, I can't lie. That doesn't do anything for me. I'm sorry. Bon Jovi always does. I've seen him three or four times. Well, maybe three times in concert. When he looks that smoldering look into the camera, man, I get fired up. Sing it, John. Sing it. I'm Jason Stroudwick, and I love Bon Jovi. I don't care who knows it. Welcome back to the Gregor Show on uh, Sports 1440. It's presented by Play Alberta. PlayAlberta.ca. Stay in the game this season with Play Alberta. Remember, if you gamble, use your game sense. That's PlayAlberta.ca. Lots to come this hour. Ryan Leslie, Sportsnet Flames reporter and lover of Donairs will join us around 420, 425. Then five questions at 440. Then at the top of the hour, five o'clock, the man himself, Mark Spector, used to grill me, asking me all these hard questions. Now the shoe's on the other foot. I'll be all over Mark Spector. I've seen him play hockey. It's not impressive. But I don't speak very well either, so I guess we'll call it even. Um I think it's time for Struds on Connor. Is that the, the that's the road you're going to take here? But you know what? I think that you got
4: to give the people what they want. It's been I don't know, 6 months give or take since we've while. heard like a a legit Struds on. So let's do it. Let's do. You got the uh, the sponsor read or am I, I doing it? Well, you want you do it, then you do it. You you're
2: asking for it. I was hoping you would do it. Well, I'll take it. Okay, I'll do it then. Because you know what? I didn't print it off. Okay, I got it then. Let's do the uh, struds on. Uh, brought to you by Action Electrical. Are you thinking about installing solar on your home? Don't wait. As a 5,600 government grant ends at the end of February. It's a long month, though, I should say. Go to actionelectrical.net and they can help you.
3: The Jason Greger Show presents Struds On.
2: So it's a memories. That's what you remember. Memories. Uh, it's a bouquet of uh, enjoyment coming in my mouth there. But you know, it's like I always say, HK, who cares?
3: It's time for Strud's On.
2: Timing. So last night, two buddies and I decided we're going to meet up for a drink. My one buddy had to work a little bit later. So we, we agreed to meet at 9. 9 p.m. So that's pretty late for this old dog. Usually I'm uh, knitting or Stretching whatever I'm doing, but I was like, I'll go out. I'll take one for the team. So I get there right at nine precisely at the stroke of 9 p.m. I arrive. My brother, buddy's already there. So we're sitting there. we had a couple of drinks. My buddy had some some food. We're sitting there. 10 o'clock, no third buddy. 10:15, no third buddy. 10:45. Th- th- no third buddy. So my buddy texts the other guy said, "Hey, where are you? Just walking out. Just walking out. Walking out of what? A movie? So he showed up at like eleven o'clock. This guy, two hours later, I'm half asleep by this point. Luckily, I've got a good personality; I could recover and dig it out. But Connor, I ask you and I ask the people, the listeners of the Jason Gregor Show, what kind of a person is two hours late? Just text and say you're not coming. Don't feel guilty; you can't come. My buddy and I are at Paul. We'll call him Paul. We were at a nice time. We had a good time hanging out, but this guy showed up two hours late, and then to top it off, Connor, this is the one that just gets me. Didn't pick up the tab. (laughs) Didn't pick up the tab. That's your job. When you're late, you need to pick up the tab. I don't care if that tab is six beers deep, five beers deep, 10 beers deep. You pick it up. It was your idea to meet up. You didn't get there on time. It's outrageous. So, Connor, what are your thoughts on this? Because I'm very clear in my stance. You come late, you pay. That's how it works. Well, especially that late. Like, I'm, uh,
4: there was a time in my life where I'd say, yeah, that's not too late. 11 o'clock, you're fine. Then you take into account that this was a Wednesday night. This Wednesday. was not a Saturday out at, uh, the Canadian brew house where the party's just getting started. This is a Wednesday meeting up for a couple of drinks. Nine o'clock is even pushing it a little bit for me at this point in my life, but. Yeah, why? Why even come at that point? I don't know what the circumstances were for why he was late, but I feel like when you get to about 10:30, I would just be texting you guys, "Boys, can't make it. My I'm bad. Out. I see you next week. We'll do it again.
2: I'll buy next time." That's all that's pushing it. So I this is this and this is what Trump said is that I've had a bear. I had to bail out once cuz I was not feeling well. And they were all over me. Oh, the old man can't get out of bed. No, I can get, I'm just sick. And then they always say, you can't hook up. I was there. I went there at nine. I was there till, in fact, I didn't leave till just after midnight. Bit of a late one. I told my wife I got home at 11. Not that I was doing anything wrong, but it's outrageous. Let's hear from the texters. What say you at one 401 They're saying this, at the one hour mark, I'm heading to bed. I'm going home from the bones. I hear you. Hey, Strud, it's been too long since the last Strud's on. Well, it wasn't a very positive one, if you want to know the truth. <laughs> what What was,
4: did you get an excuse from, Is it, did you say Paul was the late one? No,
2: Paul, was, Paul I don't want to reveal the name of the person who was late. Can we My, give him a fake name? Paul, uh, yeah, we call, I don't know, Jimmy. Jimmy? He, it seems like a Jimmy kind of move to pull. So yeah, so he, Paul and I were there. We were having a nice, just a great, and to be honest, we had a great, great hangout, the two of us. We see each other quite a bit, but it was a great hangout. When but, you show up two hours late, what's the expectation?
4: Well, is it like, let's, let's have a quick one and then get out of here. Like, if you're going out for a beer, whatever, a coffee, anything, like, I think the expectations are going to hang out for a few hours, so he can't be expecting you to stay till 1 a.m.
2: But no, that's why I had to. Be, oh, I mean, it's not that I want to be the bad guy, but I mean, I had to get up early this morning. I had a, a fresh, fresh start, early start. So this, and to be fair, this this excuse is probably going to make you. <laughs> probably going to change a few people's opinions that coming on the text line. <laughs> so allegedly, he said he went to tuck his son into bed and fell asleep in the bed. And I, too, have been a victim to that, but never on a night out with the guys. So I sympathize with it, but poor planning leads for poor execution or something like that, my grandma used to say. <laughs> hey, boys, this one's from the Tube Sock. How is he not texting you guys at 930 saying that he's running a bit behind? By 10 o'clock, it's absolutely a text from saying, he's sorry and he can't make it. Very strange and arrogant maneuver. I agree with the arrogance. This guy is known for his arrogance. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Jim. Who, who has a two hour sleep and then
4: decides to get up at 11 to go out for a drink? That's right. Like I, I would say the majority, and I don't want to speak for everyone, but aren't you tapping out at that point? Like, you Tap know what? I'll
2: let me just go to bed and call it a night. Boys, I fell asleep. I'll deal with your, your anger tomorrow. Yeah. And we wouldn't have been <laughs> angry because we had a great vote. Now, if I had been by myself, Imagine if I had sat there for two hours. I probably wouldn't have done it. That's a long time to sit in a bar by yourself. Have you ever sat in a bar by yourself for two hours, Connor? Uh, two hours, no.
4: There was one time, actually, after an Oil Kings game, I told my buddies I would meet them at On the Rocks. And I got yeah. there probably, what, like 10 o'clock after an Oilers game? I think I took yeah. the LRT. Yeah. All good. They didn't show up till like, 11.15. So, oh, thankfully... Boy. There was oh someone I knew that I kind of chatted with sure. a little bit, but no, it's it's an uncomfortable position because you don't just want to sit alone and you don't want to be that weirdo, Steve Glansberg, or whatever they call him in bad uh, It's too long. So thank, I'm glad you had Paul or whatever with you. Paul
2: Paul was with me. Good, good chat, good catch-up. <laughs> Anyways, Jimmy, you know who you are. You know who you are. You know what you've done. And the arrogant maneuver... I believe that was Tube Sock that said it. He nailed it on the head. The arrogance in that maneuver was too much. Too much for me to handle. But the beers did pace pretty good. A couple of beers and a catch up with my buddy. Um, last here to come here tonight still on the uh, Jason Greger show. Ryan Leslie coming up right away. Talking about this massive trade last night. Right? You know what? Can you imagine you're sitting at home, you're relaxing, you think there's not going to be no trades, and all of a sudden, bang, bang, this massive trade. I'm not sure if it alters the landscape in the West, because Vancouver is already pretty strong, but definitely solidifies their position in that spot. We are live in the Ewell studios. Ewell gives you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your products, projects? Contact Ewell, discuss how they can partner with you for success. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Connor, did I miss anything in the outing of my friend who was rude last night?
4: No, I think you nailed it, Stretty. But I will say uh, we do have a thing we like to call the Ski Report brought to you by Snow Valley. Uh, would you like to hear that?
2: Oh, I love it. I love the scheme.
3: This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report.
4: This
0: is your Ski Report for Thursday, February 1st, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. Warm temperatures continue for a couple more days before returning to more seasonal weather by the weekend. This means the cycle of icy in the morning and slushy in the afternoon is still with us. At Marmot Basin and Jasper, all lifts are operating but no new snow in the last few days. In Banff, no new snow at Lake Louise, Sunshine or Norquay with all lifts running at Louise and Sunshine and 5 of 6 lifts at Norquay. Icy conditions at the top of Nakiska have their gold chair on standby today and Castle Mountain is offering Limited terrain today, with most runs on the lower mountain closed due to poor coverage. At Kicking Horse, there's no new snow, and some upper mountain bowls are closed due to elevated avalanche risk. Similar story at Revelstoke, as terrain is limited and no new snow. Fernie, Kimberly, Panorama, and all the Okanagan resorts have terrain closures due to lack of snow. Locally, the hills are faring well through the recent unreasonable weather. With all lifts and runs open, but some terrain parks are closed or on standby until the conditions soften later in the day. That was your Snow Valley ski report.
2: That's the Snow Valley ski report. Got to get some more snow. Everyone in Western Canada is looking for some more snow. Connor, get the get the old jets on the slopes, as they say. Fresh pal, yeah. I mean, you say that. I just say. I don't know if they actually say it. Someone. Have you been out this year? I did, yeah. I got out and skied. Yeah, I actually bought skis this year. But I never owned a pair of skis in my life. Never once. Just like there's two things I never owned in my life. Skis and a bow tie. And I'm really happy about once, so I bought the skis. And uh, yeah, it was good. Good. I was really I was cutting carving the snow. Is that what they say? Yeah. I'm not sure. Shredding the gnar. <laughs> what uh what kind did you get? I don't know. I just no. Oh the head? Is it the head? Or is it just head? Just, Maybe head. It's just head. Yeah, you don't need that. That's like, a good brand. Is it? What do you know about? All of a sudden, now you work <laughs> at a ski shop.
4: <laughs> no, but I, I I know reputations.
2: Based on what? What do you know? Reputations on what? You're just like. <laughs>
4: Based, yeah, you know. You know, I used to be out and about there.
2: About out and about where?
4: In the ski world.
2: <laughs> Are you <laughs> trying to tell me it's not a good brand? I don't know if it is or not. I th- I think it's, oh it certainly it's, is. I think it's there, but I couldn't tell you if it's a good brand. They're the ones I bought. They they felt good, but again, I'm I'm the ultimate definition of weekend warrior. Don't ski for a year. Just strap those puppies on. Where's the black diamond? I want to see a black diamond. I'm just cutting that thing up like crazy. Head does great things. They have actual pickleball shoes. Did you know that? You need pickleball shoes? Aren't these called runners? <laughs>
4: well. If you're a weekend warrior.
2: Ah, That's the ultimate weekend warrior. Do you think JMO is wearing... Is he a pickleballer? Yeah. I wonder if he wears pants when he plays. Those tight pants. (laughs) I've never met a man with tighter pants than that guy. Does he wear white shoes? Oh, he he wears white skates. I don't think it's that far away from white (laughs) shoes for that old dog. Um, All right, guys. Let's uh, step out here really quick on the Jason Grego Show on Sports 1440 and Olders Nation YouTube and Facebook. When we come back... I've been waiting for this all day. Well, I've been waiting for two things. Ryan Leslie to talk about the Flames and where they're going. And then Mark Spectre at five. I'm going to put him on the hot seat. Light right in the face. Confess. I'm not sure I want him to confess, but we'll get him to confess something. That's next. or Sorry, Ryan Leslie's next on The Greatest Show in Edmonton. Sports 40 Sports and Odors Nation, YouTube and Facebook. Oh, we're rocking now. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. My name is Jason Strebic. Also, welcome to people on Oiders Nation YouTube and Facebook. Thanks for joining in here. We're talking a little Calgary Flames now with Sportsnet Flames reporter for the, oh, uh, around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's. It's been 10 long years since the McRib was available on Canadian menus back when nobody could stop singing, let it go, and everyone was addicted to playing Flappy Bird. Try the McRib. Today before it's gone, let's bring in a man who compares himself to the great Ed Whalen in his sayings and his insight into the game of hockey. For Sportsnet, the Flames reporter Ryan Leslie. Leslie, good to talk to you, buddy.
1: Stroudy, <laughs> first of all, no chance I would put myself <laughs> in the same air oh. as one Ed Whalen. Uh, no chance. Um, <laughs> And I just love that on the rocks ad coming in. That was great. I'm sure you and I've even had a beer or two there. Yeah. What a spot. What it's a zoo. fun. I love it.
2: It's a fun place, my man. It's a fun place. Well, I'm guessing you thought you're going to have a nice relaxing evening last night, maybe yeah. settle down, watch some Netflix. And then when the bomb dropped about the big trade of Lindholm going to the Canucks, what was your immediate reaction thinking about, about this move for the, the flames?
1: Well, I had somebody kind of telling me that uh, this may happen. And, uh, kind of kept an eye on it and was hearing some of the parts and thought it might even get a little bigger and it just kind of started to snowball I'd heard about Kuzmenko and the first and then I didn't really know until as you know it was probably after six o'clock uh, Calgary or Alberta time that uh, things started to really pick up and then you know I was kind of talking to a co- couple of people about it and you know, it just kind of it, it, it just kind of took on a little bit of that snowball effect, and you know, I think it was one that uh, I, you kind of knew it was coming. I mean, you thought it made sense, but when you know, and much like the whole Tanav Hannifin Lindholm was in that, you know, is he going to be a deadline deal kind of guy? Is this is this going to happen sooner rather than later? You get a sense that maybe this All Star break might be a good time before the deadline. You know, business is starting to pick up a little bit. Some guys want to get a ho- ahead of the deadline. So, as this thing started to materialize, um I was talking to uh even a player about uh, some of the stuff that was going on and and I kind of was starting to think okay, you know, Craig Conroy's a new GM. He's got to get this right, you know, like I'm not saying he's got to win a trade, but he's got to get a lot back. He's done very well so far. He's been patient. Conversely, he's also been active. And you could look at the Sharon govich Foley deal that looks like it's paying off for where Calgary is right now. It makes a lot of sense. And I think initially people were like, ooh, okay, wait a minute. But I was, I guess to your question, my original thought was, you know, you've got to think Craig Conroy has to get one right here in addition to what Sharon Govich was. This is a rookie GM who some GMs are going to try and feast on and rip off a little bit and lowball. Is he got you know everything in order to, in order to either win or get great value in return? So that was kind of my thought: is is Craig gonna pull this thing off the right way and and make a fan base uh, intrigued by what the return might be? I was, I was happy for him. I thought he did really well in the return.
2: Yeah, the return was uh, Kosmenko, a, a guy who I think mm-hmm. has a better game that he showed in Cal- in uh, Vancouver than the first rounder, the conditional fourth, and then the two young defensemen. Was he targeting? prospects that were two defensemen, or was it just the two that he liked best, or how do you think that came together for Craig Conroy?
1: Well, I haven't had a chance to chat with him, just a little bit of text last night, um, but I know he's high on the Kitchener Rangers right shot D-man, and I don't know, I, I couldn't speak to the other prospect um, as far as his evaluation of it, but um, I do know that uh, you know that's a D-man with uh, 69 points in the OHL, I believe he's third in scoring. Um, there's a lot of offensive, uh, upside there. There are some flaws to his game. You know, he's a third rounder, but I think he's second round value. And, uh, there's some defensive uh, liability at times and uh, average size and speed, but really great with the puck, uh, probably needs to develop his defensive side of the game a little bit more by all accounts and those that I've talked to. Um, I haven't watched him live and I've only seen a little bit since the uh, flames have, uh, acquired him, but, uh, I did a little bit of homework on who this kid is. And, you know, there's some, some high praise for him. He's a prospect to be sure, but he's one, uh, an American kid. And, you know, Craig has uh, great relationships and great knowledge of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the prospects that uh, are ready to make a jump. You know, he's been a, an AGM for a lot of years and he has scoured the globe. So his knowledge of, of these younger players are, uh, Is pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, he would know, I think, more about the other guy. I certainly don't know enough about the other one. But to get those two prospects, to get uh, a first-rounder in Kuzmenko, who scored 39 a year ago, uh, still has another year on his contract. um, I think think it's being received really well uh, in this market. I think uh, Elias Lindholm certainly is a fantastic player who – you know, is a rental, and uh, is somebody that can really help the Canucks. But the reality is, the ask was way too much uh, for Calgary, and where they are. He had a fantastic run with Gaudreau and Kachuk, and uh, it hasn't been the same since those two two guys left. But I mean, understandably. Um, but uh, you'd like to see you'd like to see uh, more from Elias Lindholm here this year. But I think he's going to do good things in Vancouver.
2: Talking with Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet uh, Flames reporter, the big trade yesterday. Obviously, uh, Lindholm going to Vancouver with a, a group of prospects and picks coming back, and Kuzmenko. Is it inevitable that both Tanev and Hannifin will be not no longer Flames come trade deadline day?
1: I think that's the question everybody's asking. For my money, I do think that there's a lot. <laughs> You know, I think that a, there's a lot in play here, and I think the reality is 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 that any of this could still happen in terms of you could see them move, you could see them both re-sign. I know that the conversations between Hannafin and Conroy have been very positive, and I do believe that Noah Hannafin would get the best offer from the Calgary Flames. Um, I do think... Chris Tanev is so highly respected and highly regarded in this organization and around the National Hockey League. You know, there is a thought of, you know, you're moving a lot of pieces out. It's still important to have a couple of key pieces here as you retool, and I'm using air quotes, but the idea of having Chris Tanev inside your locker room and on the ice, I mean, is appealing to every GM in the National Hockey League. He's a leader, and I know you know that, and he is just a warrior out there. Um, but if you get your hair blown back by an offer, Chris Tano's a pretty nice piece for a short-term run. He's got some miles, he's got some injuries, but he's got a heart, he's got a voice inside that room, and there's not many people who play with him who wouldn't say, we don't want him to go anywhere, and you can talk to any member of the Calgary Flames or anybody who played with him in Vancouver, they'll tell you the same thing. That guy is just glue uh, inside that room and on the ice. So long way of saying I think everything's still in play with those two players I think the conversations uh are really good but now do both players say okay I'm pretty realistic about what's going on here do I want to be a part of it going forward if you're Noah Hannafin and they make you the best offer of that you'll have come across your desk and you're okay with this retooling then it makes a lot of sense Noah Hannafin's an American player who absolutely loves Calgary, absolutely loves playing in the city, and they need that, right? You you heard a couple of things back after COVID when Kanchuk and Gaudreau, and there was a thought that, oh, I can't Americans, they don't want to play in Calgary, this kind of thing. Well, you got Blake Coleman who's having a career year, he's a Texan, and you got Noah Hannafin who absolutely loves it. And uh, I could see him staying, but I could also see at one point where both sides, much like we've seen before, where both sides kind of walked away from the table. Not under anything bad. Let's just see where things go. Chris Tanev, what could he get in the uh, open market? Is he, could he get three? Could he get four more years? Um, I know Chris Tanev well enough to say this guy's content wherever he is as long as the mandate is to win. So we'll see how that all shakes down.
2: Now what about the goalie situation? It there's yeah. it seems like there's a logjam there with uh, you know Vladar obviously uh, Markstrom and then the youngster Wolf. What does that need to be resolved prior to the uh, trade deadline or end of the season?
1: Well, for my money, and I can only speak for you know kind of the creative approach that okay, well, what are you doing here? We're, if we're saying goodbye to all these players that we've talked about here, if you're the Calgary Flames, you say okay, well, wait a minute. Well, what about Jacob Markstrom? Now he is the undisputed number one goaltender here and he has been sensational and i think he should be in i know his numbers aren't exactly uh, the best in the league but his play has been as good as anybody's and and i say that um knowing that last year wasn't a good year this year's a bounce back and if somebody needs a goalie la new jersey toronto whatever are you going to maybe get desperate enough where you're going to make an offer i don't know he's got a no move clause You don't want to go to him without anything that's absolutely serious, but he has to be looking at all of this as well. To me, this is, before you even get to Vladar and Wolf, you have to figure out what you're doing with your clear-cut number one guy. And then, because I really believe he's the guy that could potentially, if this scenario ever were to unfold, get you the most return. And then you deal with it. Um, I I mean, Dustin Wolf, by all accounts, has done everything – to get to this point, he has very little to accomplish anywhere else. He needs to do it at the NHL level. Dan Vladar is a fantastic backup scenario for Jacob Markstrom. Good team guy, and you can rely on him. Guys, depending on you know what GMs are looking for, what do they need a backup? Do they need insurance? You know, Jacob Markstrom still carries a pretty good price tag. So I want to figure out if I'm the GM, what I'm doing with Jacob Markstrom. Given what's happening, He's still got term. He's Got a good ticket, um, and he's still your guy with a no-move clause. So once you can figure that out, given where you're going with the rest of the pieces, then I think it determines what you do with Vladar and Wolf. I myself would be very comfortable if the scenario was that you had to move on for Markstrom this year, or next year. I'd be happy with those two guys as a tandem in Vladar and Wolf. But you, you've got some hurdles to jump over before you get to that point so uh, as far as if Markstrom were to stay the number one guy and what are you going to do about those backups I mean it's, at some point you got to get to Dustin Wolf more reps so you may have to move on from from Vladar but I think before you do that you've got to figure out what you're doing at the number one spot.
2: One last one for you Ryan Huska's first year as an AHL coach how's he holding up and and, and kind of you know, assisting in this team, trying to get into the playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's the right guy for the job here. Um, good communicator, has a relationship with the younger players who are now maybe, you know, mainstay or at least regulars here. Um, you know, he's got a great relationship with the D-men as he was in charge of them uh, the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I think given where they are right now and the direction they're trying to go, he's a perfect fit in that good communicator, good relationships, good hockey man, been around the game, coached it, played it, knows the market and knows the objective. And I think right now is is just a, the right fit. So I think it's been good by all accounts. Certainly uh, uh, he's taken some – nights where he's had to make some hard decisions uh, I can go back to when he uh, had Jonathan Huberto sit uh, a couple of months back in the third period and you would think rookie coach sitting a high-priced player who's underperforming there might have been a lot of backlash there I think that was when he realized and he admitted to me that you know I was a little nervous about having to do something like that like that's a pretty gutsy move at this point in your sure NHL head coach career and it didn't it didn't ruffle any feathers from the player To the fan base, to the media, inside that locker room, it was the he he made the right move, and he did it with conviction, and he did it for the right reasons, and he did it with communication, and I think he was respected for it, and there there wasn't any real backlash as a result. So he's had to make a couple of tough calls, and uh, you know, having guys take a seat, having guys not playing, managing ice time, you know, and when he thinks that he needs to be better than that department he owns it he's really good at that so yeah keep an eye on it i think he's uh, he's a coach that i think is intriguing uh he's learning but he's also very uh when i say he's learning i think he's learning where he can go as a head coach uh and what he's doing and he's very forthright about all of it and i think uh he's going to be one to watch because uh he's a good man he's a good coach and i think uh, people really respect him
2: Ryan, I appreciate the insight, and I'm sure oh, there'll be more of these calls as uh, players yeah. leave town and new arrivals come in to start the new generation of uh, Flames.
1: <laughs> it's heating up. Thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you later. Take it easy.
2: Ryan Leslie, Sportsnet Flame Reporter. I'm telling you right now, they'd be crazy if they don't trade those D-men. they crazy. And I, quite frankly, if you're trying to trade someone at their high value, I would trade Markstrom. I'd trade some money. Um, they got to get Destin Wolf a chance. Not the biggest guy, but they—I think they got to find out what they got there. The problem is, if to step off that cliff, you gotta, you gotta move Markstrom out. But if there's, the valley's got to be high right now. His valley's got to be high. All right, let's take a pause here on the uh, Jason Gregg Show on Sports 1440. My name is uh, Jason Strudwick. I'm hosting today and tomorrow. When we come back, five questions with our main man Connor Halley. That's next. Tune in. The Jason Grego Show. Great to be a part of it today. Jason Stratuk is my name. This is the Grego Show, live on Sports 1440 in Olders Nation, YouTube and Facebook. Thanks for jumping in today. I appreciate it. It's now time for five questions brought to you by The Brick, Conrad. <laughs>
3: It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show.
4: All right, Strutty, question number one. Uh, With the trade that the Vancouver Canucks made yesterday, uh, do you think that puts any more pressure on the Edmonton Oilers to start to look to make a move of their own?
2: I, I don't. I think that that's a stay of the course. They can be very targeted and calculating with what they add. Um, you know, to go out and just add a a, a great player like a Jake Gensel, now, he'd look good on them. There's no doubt, but you know they have to understand where they're at cap wise, what assets they have, and where they want to tinker. And I think this will be more about tinkering than about a big splash like a Lindholm or a Gensel.
4: Yeah, I'm with you. And We kind of touched on it earlier on, like the Oilers, top nine, top twelve, four groups. I don't know. It it can score a lot of goals. They haven't relied on the top guys to do it, and they're getting that depth scoring. So I don't think so. I think the Oilers probably still know they have to maybe add to the the blue line and bring in some depth there. We'll see who it is going to end up being uh, with what the Oilers have to offer and the cap space they have. But yeah, I I don't think it really changes the course for the Edmonton Oilers, in my opinion. They've won 16 in a row. <laughs> they can probably just focus on doing what they're doing, and they should be okay for the foreseeable future, though. With the Canucks being that move, though, Struddy, uh, how much more of a threat are they
2: with Lindholm in the lineup? Well, he definitely helps. I mean, he's he's, he's a solid player. Um, and, and the Canucks, make no doubt but they are a good team. They're a very good team. But, and I would say but, they have some players with some crazy high shooting percentages. You know, you've got... JT Miller is almost 20%. You know, he's probably an average, like, I don't know, 16%. You've got uh Niels Hollander, who's at over 22%. Is that going to keep up? At some point, that's there's they're not everything that touches can go in. So I think that they're on a real hot streak. They're a good team. But I'm not sure if I'd be saying they're dominating. Yeah, but we, I feel like we've
4: maybe not the the Vancouver fans but a lot of people have talked about them like when are they going to fall off uh 186 goals scored so far this season for them that's only four behind the league leading Colorado Avalanche I I think it makes them pretty good I think it's going to make that offense uh you know like we talked about with the Oilers if they were to add someone and you know getting Holloway and Corey Perry into the lineup it just pushes some guys down and improves your overall depth so I, I think that it's certainly going to help them and yeah, I mean, hey, uh it, it certainly continues to make them more of a threat just having another person on that team who can put the puck in the back of the net when he's given the opportunity, playing with some skilled players like he will in Vancouver. Uh If I'm a Canucks fan, absolutely love that one. Now, Question number three was going to ask you about the A.J., but we kind of touched on that earlier on in the show. So since the All-Star game is going on, and I think the draft is happening as we speak, if you had to be drafted by one of these teams, now, you could be... I don't know what team it is. Let's just say Team Blue. Austin Matthews is the captain with Morgan Riley. And they've got Justin Bieber as the celebrity captain. Then you've got Team McDavid with Dry Seidel and Will Arnett as the celebrity. Team McKinnon with Kyle McCarr. They have Tate McRae. Or you can have Team Hughes with Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes and Michael Bublé. Which team would you want to join up with?
2: That's the easiest question you've asked me all day. Michael Bublé, man. Everyone loves it, right? <laughs> Babes for boobs. Everyone loves that guy. I'd love it. I think he and I could maybe, if I talked to him and got close enough, maybe I sang a little bit, maybe there'd be a duet we could we could do um, at some point, kind of like uh, Julio Iglesias and um, what's that kind of Willie Nelson did to all the girls I loved before. Very similar. So I think that there's no doubt in my mind. Michael and I would form a long-lasting, meaningful friendship if we could be on the same team. So, Michael Bublé, who'd you go with, buddy?
4: I, I think I, and it might be a little bit biased, but I think Will Arnett. I am a, I'm a fan of his work. I find, uh, he, you know, he can kind of play the, a lot of different roles. He's kind of a jerk in some of the movies, uh, in Arrested Development, very strong character. You know, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know who Tate McRae is. So it's hard for me to say, you know, Team McKinnon. Justin Bieber would probably be a second. Buble, yeah,
2: he's a little classy for me. So I go Will Arnett. Yeah, I can see Will. Now, what yeah. what shows really, like, what's his big thing? And I know, I like, I know him. I,
4: I would think Arrested Development would be the big oh, one.
2: SharePoint, yeah.
4: He's had uh, small cameos in Parks and Rec, where I believe he was, like, an X-ray. He, he did an X-ray on Leslie Nope. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, he's been a bunch of things. Blades of Glory as well. With the same actors who plays Leslie Nope, actually, our figure skating partners, brother, sister.
2: That's right. That's right. I, he's a funny guy. He's a very funny guy.
4: Yeah. I, I like that the NHL is doing this to try, to try to mix in the celebrities into this one a little bit. Uh, question number four at the NHL skills competition. What is your... F-
0: Small details or big surfaces? Tight corners or odd shapes? Flat, rounded, textured, or tall? Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.
2: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection.
3: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Favorite event? When it ends. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Oh man, I don't know. I guess I'll go the accuracy shooting. I always have a thing for that. You know, I was pretty accurate myself. Yeah. But I I honestly my kids will watch it and that's great. Like I I believe this the the All Star game is for kids and wherever locale, whatever city is hosting it. After that I I I don't really think that it's It's not for me. I, I just can't get into it, guys. I'm sorry. Did you enjoy participating in the skills competitions with the teams? No. No, no? not at all. Not at all. I didn't at all. I didn't <laughs> that's like asking you know a lumberjack to do calligraphy work like it's just not what we do I was uh, you know I was a hammer looking for a nail I'm not an artist like some of these guys so no, I I did like I loved I, and this wasn't because of the fans It's just it wasn't really what I was born to do I just wasn't <laughs> my thing so I I was happy when it's over I love that the fans are there I love seeing the kids I loved all that don't don't get me wrong there but just you're asking the guys to do something that's not really yours what about what do you think I mean, I always liked the hardest shot,
4: you know, that like the the fastest skater too. those were, to me were the, the money events. That's like the hundred meter at the Olympics. Right. Uh, you know, I, I liked in the video games when you have to do kind of like the going in and around of the objects. Those were always fun in video game form, but I didn't love it in the rea- real things. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess the hardest shot I'd like to see those guys just absolutely blasted. I think that was probably your event when you took part.
2: Actually, I did one time the relay, the relay race skill. It was I'm like, why? And I think the assistant coach uh, Jack Malcaharty was just doing to make me suffer, mm. make me suffer. <laughs> Final question for you,
4: Stretty. Uh Earlier today on Fantasy Frenzy with Brandon Douglas and myself, we were talking about Usher doing the halftime show for the Super Bowl, and I think you know some people might question that one. I think we came to the consensus that. that it's going to be a good show, and we'll have some uh, some good memories coming back with some right. of the songs that he performs. But who was your favorite halftime show in Super Bowl history?
2: Prince, Miami. It was raining. I mean, it's unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was absolutely incredible how great it was. Um, and I believe it was just he, he and two ladies. Just, he was playing and just singing, absolutely killing it. Absolutely killing it. So, yeah, that's... That's what it's all about. What about you?
4: I mean, that one, I I feel like that's kind of universally. Everyone just absolutely loved that one. I will say, you know, Shakira and J-Lo were were putting on a good show. But uh, 2022, down at SoFi Stadium, Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Mary J, Kendrick Lamar, and I think 50 Cent got in there too. Uh, I enjoyed that one. So, yeah, I thought they put on a pretty good show. I'm not
2: excited about this one. You're not excited? I'm not. I am not. I'm sorry. I don't want... I do, I have no nothing against Usher. I have nothing against Usher, but it wasn't wasn't really my thing. Can you name multiple Usher songs like You Make Me Want to Be The okay. One, or Leave The One I'm With, Start a New Relationship With You? Pretty much the same as him singing. That was it. Why is there other I know he has some other ones. I can't think of them right now, but I I, I Well,
4: I, yeah, Go with, ahead. with uh, Ludacris and Little John. What's that one?
2: It's getting hot in here. Is that the one?
4: That's Nelly. Hot oh. in here. Let me see if we can <laughs> bring it up for you.
2: Yeah, I I I, I liked Usher. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the Usher. Usher, is that what they call him? <laughs> Probably not, eh? Let's just be honest. Ursh, I believe they call him. Ursh. I could believe that. I got to get to this text quickly, though. Yeah, you do that. I'll play Usher on the way back. Well, you can okay if you got, but this is from Honest Ed. Clearly, Struddy doesn't know who Tate McRae is. She's an Empton girl. I thought she's from Calgary, but I do know her, and my, my daughter listens to her in the car. Uh, she's yeah. good. I Calgary, like yeah. I like her singing. Yeah, I like her singing. So Honest Ed is not being honest. I have no idea who she
4: is. Yeah, but
2: that I believe.
4: Like I am, I'm looking her up. I guess I get the appeal. But yeah. don't could not tell you one song. No, you broke you. Is it you broke me first? I think
2: it's it's. I've, I hear it quite often. I I mean I my daughter likes her.
4: It's good though. You like it?
2: I like her. Yeah, okay. I like her. Yeah, she's she's a good singer.
4: Well, that's what the NHL needs to do, right? Like that's who they want to yeah. get into the All Star Game. Hundred percent. Who cares about me? If, you know,
2: no. I'm the old. Let's be clear. The All Star Game isn't for everybody. It is for I think young fans that want to see their. um Favorite players in a more intimate setting. I think the NHL tries hard to kind of deliver that. It's I don't think it always works, but not everything works either. And then the game is, I believe, for the kids and the skills, Tom, is for the kids too, or if you're local. If it comes here, I'll line up. I'll be there. I'll be there like the rest of you guys, cheering people on. But to watch it at home is just, it's not my thing. I don't, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, so. Kids will be watching, you'll be knitting. Knitting up a storm. I got some knitting to do tonight. I knit 20 minutes a day. <laughs> what have you knitted? Uh, nothing. So I did oh. a big, I, I got about eight, uh, f- almost a foot and a half. And then my mom saw it and said, it's not that good. So she unraveled and I started again. No but way. Angry. She's an angry knitter. But uh, yeah, we got it. We got it going on. So what are you trying to make, then? A blanket? Uh, no, I'm just trying to make a scarf. Oh, okay. But then I might move into dish towels, dish rags. Oh, yeah. My my sister calls them.
4: That's awesome. That's a That's great so- Christmas
2: gift, too. Well, you guys know what you're getting next year, what you're getting for you and Declan. I can't wait. Dish rags. Absolutely awesome. All right, let's pause here on the Gregor Show. When we come back, it'll be uh, Mark Spector. The Sports Center will join us. As we go to break, we'll get a sports update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Have no payments, no interest, for one year in your furnace. Have a warm winter. Go to LegacyHeating.ca.